Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We are now in Masachet Balakama Daf Nun Gimel Amud Aleph, right in the middle of the Amud, picking up on our analysis of the Gemara. Amar Mikol Chayav. Mishnah stipulated, and we ended the previous podcast with the Machlok at Rav Shul about what this meant, that if the animal was scared because, or was startled because of the sound of somebody widening the bore, and if he fell forward, then the owner of the bore is Chayiv, and then we dealt with the issue of the backward, what backward meant. But now the question is, Vamai, Nema Kore Garamle, why is the Balhabor liable? After all, why don't we say that the guy who widen, who's widening it, the sound of his widening it, caused it also. Amrashim uh, Varashi, and then what you're going to end up with is because of the, well, we'll see. Hamani Rabbi Natan he the Amar Bal Habor Hezeka Kaavid he's of the he he Rabbi Natan is of the position we saw this a little bit earlier that the Bal Habor or should we say in in any case when the first guy sets up the nezek whenever you have two who contribute to nezek and they should really both be liable but for one reason or another one of them is not someone you can collect from you collect from the other one you don't say that the whole thing is out. What's the proof text? So that's the Tanya. Shor should a chafta haver bore. If a shore knocks another shore into a bore. So there are now two ones that are liable, the owner of the first shore and the owner of the bore. Bala shor chayav, bala bore patur. That's Rabbanan's position because they say that the liability can only rest with the first one and, uh, and not with the second. Now, in our case, the guy widening the bore is the first one because he's the one who's the catalyst for this animal. Sorry for the pun falling in, and the Baal Habor is the second one because it's his boar. So therefore, according to Rabbanan, the, the only one who could be liable is the one who is widening it, and we'll see in a minute that he can't be liable either. Back to our case. Rabbi Natan Omer, Baal Hashor Meshalem Baal Hashor Abor Meshalem Rabbi Natan says, no, they both have full liability, and therefore they split it. In the case where the shore knocks the shore into a boar. I've Hatani Rabbi Natan Omer, Baal Habor Meshalem Gimel Chalakim Baal Hashor Revia, there's a different take than what Renatan says in the same case. The owner of the bore pays three quarters of the damage, so the Balashor pays one quarter. So the answer is Lokasha, Hamatam Habamuad. That's very simple. If the shore is a shore muad, then he and the bore have equal liability, so they split it. If he's a shore tam, then all he has is liability for half, and therefore he gets half of that, which is a quarter. Now, Vatam, Mike Asavar, what is it that he holds in the case of a short time? Ikasavar, Avad, if Rabbi Natan really holds like we think he does, that each partner is fully liable for everything. So, Haimashalim Palga, Haimashalim Palga, you should pay half. Why three quarters and a quarter? If you think that we can distinguish sort of a Brera kind of solution and say that the Baal Hashor did half and the Baal Habor did half, then Balabor Mishalim Palga, he should pay half. Ubal Hashor Revia, then the owner of the shore should pay half, but since it's a short time, pay half of that would be one quarter. And the Nizak would lose a quarter. In other words, either a half and a half or half and a quarter, but three quarters and a quarter doesn't make sense. So Amarava Binatan Dayanahu Vanachil Umkaradina. And we heard Rava say this before. Binatan was a big Dayan, he really knew what he was talking about, and, he, and he's consistent. He really holds that when two contribute, they are fully liable for the whole thing. He can't split it. And so then, you're, therefore, your question is: So why does the uh, why does it go three quarters, one quarter? It should be one uh, half and a half. 
The owner of the shore considered the boar, I gain nothing from being considered co-liable with you. If I did, if I damaged to myself without a boar, I'd be liable for half. So my partnership with you, as it were, doesn't help me at all. So therefore his claim is that you've got to prove that I was a partner at all. After all, we found the shore, we're going to see this in a minute, in your boar. Now, really, Rabbi Nathan could hold the other way, which is that um, that um, each guy did half. And your question that it should be that the Baal Habor pays half and the Baal Hashor pays a quarter because it's a tam, so half of his half, and the Nizak should lose a quarter. The answer is, the answer is, Owner of the Balha shore of the the dead shore would say to the boar, I found my dead animal in your boar. you killed him. My whatever I can get out of the other guy, The most I can get out of the other guy is a quarter. Whatever I can get out of him, I'm going to get out of you, and that's three quarters. So he sees it from the perspective not of liability, but rather of collection. The collection has to be, has to be full uh, compensation. And therefore, since I can't get it all out of him, I'll get the rest out of you. And that's three quarters. Now, Amarava, Hiniach Evan Alpihabor. This sounds like the case that we had earlier about raising it to ten, but there's a different case. Let's say you have a boar that's already ten, and another guy comes along and puts a rock in front of it. And an animal comes along and trips on the rock and falls into the boar. So Rava says that Ronatra Rabbana would disagree. Rabbanon would say the guy of the Evan has full liability, and Rabbanon would say they split it. So Pshita, obviously they'd say that. They'd have that same disagreement. Perhaps they wouldn't carry the same machloket, because in the case of the shore that knocked the other shore into the boar, each guy would say to the other, The boar could say, listen, without my boar here, your animal also would have killed the other one. He pushed him. And so therefore, without me there, there's Nazak. But here the guy with the rock could say to the guy with the boar, for your boar, what would my rock do? He'd trip over a rock and he'd fall on the ground. So what? He'd fall down and get up. So I would think that in this case, both Rabbanon and Rabbi Nathan would say the only liability is on Baal Habor. That the Baal Habor can turn around and say, if it wasn't for Yurak, he wouldn't have fallen at all. Okay, Itmar. Shor v'shor p'sulei mukdash in Shenagchu, and the common thread of what we had earlier to this is the issue of joint liability. You have a regular shore and shor p'sulei mukdash, and you have in parentheses this notion like a b'chor that was never redeemed. In any case, something that belongs to Hekdesh but is uh, is not getting brought on the Mizbeach. Shore and a shore psul in shenagchu, and together they go to third shore. Habayim or mashalim chatzinezek. The question is how much the chulin shore pays. The shore psul mukdashin is going to pay. It doesn't have any owner. Shalom chatzinezek. He says he pays half. Ravina or mashalim revianezek. He says the chulin guy pays a quarter. Now there's two ways to see this. Hava habatam. Ravina and Abayim are both talking about a short time. Hakirabanan. The position that says one quarter is like rabbanan. Uh, and that is because um, they're they're partners in the uh, in the damage, and um, and as a short time, 
all you can get out is half of what his part of the partnership is. And ha, Korbinatan, the position like Korbinatan will be Abaye, who says you pay a half because ultimately, really, both of them share full liability for the whole thing. <clears throat> and therefore, um, he'll pay the full half, as it were. Ibaitim, and the other way to look at it is Havahak Rabbanan, that Abai and Ravina are not taking Rabbanan versus Rabbanan, they're both taking Rabbanan. And there's two cases, Habitam, Habamuad. If it's a short time, then you pay a quarter, a half of your part. Habamuad, you pay a half of your part, which is a half. Okay. Ikadamri. According to the second version, Abaye still said half, but now Ravina, instead of saying quarter, said full. So now that we answer the same way, so one answer is that they're both talking about a shor muad, who would say that you would pay half nezik, your portion, and hakarabinatan, who would say that you have to pay the full thing because, again, the argument is, you go to the shor psalm and you can't collect from him, you collect everything else from the other guy, which is shor nezik shalim. Or the whole thing is So if it's a short tam, then all you're going to get out, that you're going to get the half nezek, and if it's a short muad, you get full nezek again because you collect everything you can out of the one that you can collect from. That's rabinatan. Okay, I'm a rava. Now rava is now going to take a look at shore, adam, and bor, and contrast them. Shor v'adam shedachfu lebor. Now. So we have now three contributors here. An ox and a person pushed another something, we'll see what, into a boar. Now, Le'inyan Nezakin, as far as damages go, Kulan Chayavin, and they have to split three ways. Le'inyan Arbadvarim with Mevladot, if here we have a case of a question of the extra payments of lost wages and medical and, and pain and embarrassment, or it was a woman and she lost her baby, Adam Chayav. Only Adam's Chayav, Shor Bor Patur, because there is no such Chiyuv for either of those things for Shor Bor. But if it's a person who dies, or an Evid who dies, right? There is no Kofar or Shloshim for Adam and But if it's Kalim that got pushed in, that's why I said we'll have to see what got pushed in. If it's Kalim and not, let's say, an animal who got pushed in, or not a person who got pushed in, uh, or it's a Shor Psulimukdashin, Adam Vishor Chavinu Bor Patur. Because a boar is exempt in those two cases. My time was the reason. I'm a krav, I'm yellow. We saw this drush already several times. When it talks about it short, uh, a payments for boar, it says that the mate yellow, the mazi, keeps the carcass. The misha mate shalo, only in a case where you could keep the carcass. It doesn't belong to you, you can't keep it. And therefore, it's not included in these kebor. Now, the memra, the pshitale, the rava. So, is, does that mean rava, who's the author of this statement? Takes it as a given that Shorb Sulam and Dashin are not, uh, there's no liability in Bor. And by Baila, the Rava, Rava asked the question, Boy Rava, Shorb Sulam and Dashin, Shinafala Bor Mahu, what's the thing? Haiva mate yellow, Bamisha mate shallow, Yatsaza Shina mate shallow. Rava says, Do we learn it that way? Which is what we just said. That phrase, Mamet yellow, we saw back in the first parak, is used to teach that the owners hold on to the Nevela, which means the Niza continues to hold on to the Nevela, um, and any depreciation that happens from the time of death until the time of Dean is on his ticket. So the answer is, After Rav asked the question, he then answered it, 
affirming the first position, which is that there is no liability for Sharp Sulamitashin. So that if that's the case, where does he get that principle from? The answer is Nafkulamin Vamate Yellow to shore. In the case of a shore killing another shore, the same phrase shows up, Vamate Yellow, which is where we originally learned it from. And that's where he gets the uh the um ownership of the carcass to the Nizak. Now we have two Vamet Yellows. One of them comes to include the carcass. One comes to exclude Shrub Sulamakdashin. So, my Chazit Vamet Yellow to shore. My, and this has a practical nafkamin. It's not, not just Mashmal's Dorshin. Because if we exclude, if we read Shrub Sulamakdashin as being excluded from Mate Yellow aboard, that means that if a Shrub Sulamakdashin falls in a bore, you're not Chayiv. But on the other hand, if, if it's gored, you are, you are Chayiv. And, and, uh, if you have it come from the Pasuk about shore, it's vice versa. So it makes a big difference. So my So why do you decide that the same phrase that appears in the context of shore is used for the carcass going to the to the owner of Ameti Yellow to bore and the Armati Yellow goes from Afkadlay the Mishamechelo for Psulmuktoshin a Buchana? Why don't I read it the opposite way, which will change the whole Allahic framework? So the answer is Mistabra Ptur Gabe Bor. It makes sense that the exclusion should be in the context of Bor, because Bor has an exclusion. Bor we read exclusively, Why don't we go to Shor, where in the case of Shor, you're exempt from half payments in a short time. The answer is, But you never find a case with Shor where somebody's totally off the hook. You're off the hook of Chatzinezek, it's a short time. But in the case of Bor, there's certain things that fall into Bor that there's no liability whatsoever. So therefore, the other exclusion should go with that one. Okay, back to the Mishnah. And we did not read this Mishnah. So go, so go back, please, to Daf Nun Ben Amudalaf, briefly. We'll see that the next line is, That's all we need to see right now. That, uh, if the shore fell in with its vessels or Hamoran's vessels and it got broken, you're only liable for the animal and not for the vessels. Alright. Matnitin lo Yehuda. And you knew this was coming because we've seen Rabbi Yehuda many times who disagrees and says that you are liable. The owner of the boar is liable for Kalim. So our Mishnah does not conform with Rabbi Yehuda. Now my time to Rabbanan. Why do the Rabbanan say that you are off the hook for Kalim and Bor, Damar Krav, and Afal Shama Shor Chamor, Shor Velo Adam, Chamor Velo Kalim. Famous Drasha. And Rabbi Yehuda says, Oh, it says, Afal Shama Shor Chamor, O Chamor. What's O? L'Rabotat HaKalim. Shor, Kalim, Bor. V'Rabbanan, so what do Rabbanan do with O? O, mi bayle l'chalek. It has to say Shor, O Chamor, to tell you if just a shore falls in, or just a chamor falls in, your chayev, and don't think that a shore and a chamor have to fall in. If it said shore vechamor, then I'd think you have to have both fall in before you're liable. It's a strange havamina, but nonetheless. Rabbi Yehuda says, l'chalek mi v'nafal dafka. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, I already know that because it says v'nafal in the singular. So I know that if one animal falls in, I'm liable. So it could be a shore, it could be a chamor, it could be a gamal, it could be anything. V'rabonan v'nafal tu v'mashma. He says, no, v'nafal could be understood in the plural, and Rashi brings several examples of places where the singular verb is used to denote activities by several people. Az Yashem would be an example. All right, but Rashi brings some other pointed examples where there are pairs of things. Uvahu, Falmofet, etc. 
Um, okay, so now the other possibility is as follows. Emo, why don't I read it like this? Venafal, klal, shor v'chamor prat. It falls. What falls? That could be anything. Shor v'chamor are a specific. What's the rule about klal prat? Emo klal v'chamor prat. The rule can only include those specific examples, which means shor v'chamor in midiachrini lo, which means if a horse falls in, I'm not liable. If a camel falls in, I'm not liable. Only an ox and a donkey. Amri, so the answer is Balaboy Shalem Chazav Chalal. It's followed in the beginning of the next pasuk by another klal, and now I have klalu pratu klal. What's the rule of klalu pratu klal? Would I have a general statement, an example, and a general statement? You now expand it to everything which has significant similarities to the example. What do we know about Shor Chamor? Mampam Farsh Balechayim. There are living animals. I've called Balechayim anything living, uh, uh, any living animals. Why don't I extend it and say, well, what do I know about oxen and donkeys? They are animals that if they die, their carcasses have too much nevela for touching or carrying. So I've called the Varshnev Vatamatamagomasa, which would avalafotlo, I would exclude birds, and we all understand that you're liable if a bird somehow or fowl falls in and gets hurt in the boar. <clears throat> so the answer is, prata. So the answer that we give provisionally now is that then the Torah should just give one example, shor or chamor. The fact that it gave two is to be more expansive. But the problem is that both examples have that thing in common about the novella. So now the question is, hey nichtov, you want the Torah to only write one and thereby leave us without ofot, and the fact that it wrote two, we should see a significant as saying that's why we include birds. But which one could you have written that would have gotten the job done? Ikatav shor, if the Torah only wrote shor, I would think, sure, that's a kosher animal that could be brought to the Mizbeach. But maybe I'm not liable for animals that aren't brought to the Mizbeach, like a donkey. If the Torah only wrote chamor, only animals that have kedusha b'chora. Remember, chamor is the one non-kosher animal that its firstborn has kedusha. So I think a horse, a camel, other things where there is no Kedusha Pachora are not included. Therefore, I need Chamor and Shor to say what the thing in common is, is that they're alive. But, but I still have the Nevela problem. So I have to go to something else. Our favorite phrase here that we keep using, means called the Varmita, anything that dies. Well, fine, except for, which means we've ignored the Kalal Pradukal, we've said defines it, Anything that has death uh, is included, and we would include people except Shor Velo Adam. So, think about this. Both Rabban and Rabbi Yehuda agree that Kalim theoretically are in the Parsha. It's just that Rabbanan say that the Pasuk eliminates them. Rabbi Yehuda says the Pasuk includes them. But they think theoretically that they should be there. So now, <clears throat> If you're going to derive the membership of the list of things for which you're liable in, in Bor from Bahameti Yellow, so when, since when do Kalim die? So I'm really good. The answer given to the Beit Midrash was breaking a Kli is its death. But that's fine. But Rav is going to be in a difficult position. Shmuel will be fine. But according to Rav, who says the Chiv of Bor is because of the noxious air, why would Rabbanon have to exclude Bor, uh, Kalim? And how could Rabbi Yehuda include Kalim? Kalim aren't affected by noxious air. Only things that breathe and have a respiratory system would be affected. 
So the answer is Amri Bechadati the Mefekiba Hevla. New Kalim that really could, in a very constricted area, could hurt them at pottery. Now, parenthetically, Hai Vamet Yelo and Violet Lechadarava, but we needed Vamet Yelo not to tell us what things are included in board, but rather for the famous Drush of Rava, famous because we've seen it already a number of times lately. The Amar Rava, Sharp Solomon Toshin, Shalafa Labor Potter, Vamet Yelo, Misha Met Shalom, it says Shalomet Shalom. So he needs Vamet Yelo as we just saw, to exclude Shorp Sulvaktoshin. So that can't be our source. Ela Amar Kra Kesef Yashiv What happens when there's damage in, in a bore? You have to pay back the owner. Larabot called Eid Le'Bailim. So that means anything that has an owner is included. So Yachia Filu Kelim V'Adam Nami. So if that's the case, then we should include everything, including Kelim and people, and a person owns himself. There we go with our drush. So we understand that Shor and Chamor are not there as part of a call, part of a call. They're there to be Mamait and say only Shor and not what Adam, Chamor, not what Kelim. Rabbi Huda to Kamarbilu Lekelim. So now Rabbi Huda does not read Chamor Velo Kelim. He reads O to include Kelim. So now Bishlama Shor might be Adam. I understand what Shor is there. It's, it's might Adam. I don't need Shor Chamor anymore because once I've got Kesev Shidavalav, I'll say anything that has an owner. So Shor is there, Chamor is there, Gamal is there, Sus is there, they're all there. So what's Chamor for? Shor is there to be might Adam. Chamor my might, eh? So the answer is Lamarava, Chamor de Bor Rabbi Huda, Veseda Veda Lurdivra Kol Kasha. So Rava says we have two problems in the text of the Torah, meaning in our interpretation. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the word chamor in our context seems to have no purpose. And everybody, and this is a sugi and Bamatsiya, everybody has the problem with the inclusion of eseh in the, in Dvarim Chavkim Pasukalif, listed among things that are liable for Aveda. Seh doesn't need to be mentioned. <coughs> Kol Aveda includes everything. Shor chamor already there. Seh is really unnecessary. And he says, those two really are the great questions. And we will end with those great questions. And I'm Yitzhak in the next podcast that will take us to the end of Parak Hamishi. We will meet. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.